Welcome to the Cove's Body, Mind and Soul series. In this episode, we will be discussing anger management. Our guest speaker for this episode is Lieutenant Colonel Samantha Hodges. Lieutenant Colonel Hodges is currently posted to Headquarters Forces Command as the SO1 Psychology, where she provides specialist decision and command support to training, operational, joint and whole of government environments. She holds a Bachelor of Psychology with honours, a Master of Clinical Psychology, and is currently completing a graduate certificate in global health. She is also a PhD student at the University of Queensland. She is the co-author of three published military research papers presented at international conferences on the topics of subsyndromal PTSD, the mental health of unmanned aerial vehicles, and the efficacy of telehealth. Man, welcome and thanks for supporting the Cove. First question for you today is, is anger always bad? Well, thanks for having me. And no, anger is a normal human emotion, just like being happy or being sad. Anger, in some cases, can be really useful. For example, anger helps motivate us to right a wrong, to defend ourselves, or to change something for the better. I like to think of anger as a tip of the iceberg emotion. So anger might be the easiest thing that someone else can see or hear, but normally there's something deeper underneath that's driving the anger. Anger really only becomes a problem when we lose control of it. So rather than being a natural short-lived emotion, it can become a chronic or over-the-top reaction that causes us to say or do things we later regret. So what are the consequences of not managing anger? We can all think of a time when anger made us say or do something we wish we hadn't in the heat of the moment. These can range from simple and relatively harmless outbursts through to serious actions like assault. Particularly when mixed with alcohol, anger can have serious consequences. Alcohol inhibits our brain's frontal lobe, which is responsible for problem-solving, perspective, and rational behavior. You can see how an impaired frontal lobe mixed with anger can lead to those moments that we regret for a long time. What a lot of people also don't realize is how anger can have serious impacts on our health. Anger is related to various physical problems like headaches, insomnia, muscle pain, indigestion, high blood pressure, and even heart problems. It's also related to mental health disorders like anxiety, depression, and PTSD. So what are some of the tips to manage this? So some people might assume that as a psychologist, I'm going to encourage you not to have anger or to avoid your anger, but this just causes you to push your anger down where it festers and grows and it eventually blows up in our face. We need to acknowledge our anger and either process it or express it in a healthy way. So the first thing we need to do is work out what's actually making us angry. If the trigger is something we have some control over, we can use proactive techniques like problem solving, communicating our needs to others, or making changes to mitigate the strength of the trigger. Sometimes our anger is a symptom of a deeper issue, like a mental health problem or a fear or a medical condition like chronic pain. To address that sort of anger, we need to address the deeper issue. If the trigger for our anger is something we can't control, we can use self-management strategies instead to help us cope. So exercise is a really easy, accessible way for everyone to blow off steam in a healthy way. Relaxation strategies such as mindfulness and breathing techniques give us the extra mental space to cope with the pressures we're facing. And finally, sometimes all we can do is try and use a little humour to grind through 
So ma'am, who can help and when should I seek help? So in my experience, it's often the people closest to us that realise that we have a problem with anger before we do. So if someone you know points out that you have a problem with anger, that's when I'd encourage you to listen and have a really good think about talking to either the doc, the psychologist, the padre, or a close mentor that you trust. The way we notice we have a problem with anger is actually through our bodies. So we might feel really keyed up all the time, or we notice that we've got headaches or we've been grinding our teeth. The key sign that I often see as a psychologist is people losing tolerance for the little things. If you're exploding on the way to work just because you hit one red light, then that's when you should really seek some help. Other than talking to the MO or the psych or people like that, there's also some really great training that exists on anger management. This includes the Reset Program run by the ADF Centre for Mental Health or the Doing Anger Differently workshops held by Open Arms. And what about the Chain of Command, ma'am? How can they assist? So the Chain of Command can assist people struggling with anger by pointing them towards the support systems I've just mentioned, role modelling adaptive ways of coping, such as PT or problem solving, and being really clear about the difference between combat-enabling aggression and uncontrolled anger. Thanks for that, ma'am. That was fantastic. And we look forward to the next episode where we'll be discussing pain management. Thanks to those who have listened in. If you have any questions, we can be contacted at soldiercove at gmail.com. Don't forget to download the Cove app. It's PME in your pocket anywhere, anytime.